Local and national sports talk that's fresh, in season, and FDA approved. If it's hot, you'll find it cooking. Mm, delicious. They don't just stir the pot. They add more flavor than the other guys. Yum, yum, yum. Get ready to dig in and taste some sports skillet. You know what I'm tasting? No, I taste victory. And welcome to the Sports Skillet live stream. We do it every week here on Fridays. Thank you for joining us. We want you to hit the subscribe button here on YouTube. Also, like, follow, and share on our other social media sites. Check out sportskilletradio.com for all the latest sports news. Great articles from Joe and Mike. Great content as well. You can go in there, download our app, so you get uh, great content from Fox Sports Radio 920 The Jersey. You get our show as well. Great stuff going on. Like, follow, and share, as I said, on our social media sites. But hit the subscribe button here on YouTube so you don't miss out on any of our great YouTube content as well. I am Jay, and as always, I am joined by Jeff Scott. Joe Ippolito, and Mike Nevia. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. What's up? I'm bored. Well, let's see if I Mike... thought you were Jeff. <laughs> I'm changing it. I figured, you know, my identity <laughs> keeps getting hacked every year. Time, so I'm about to go with something. There you go. Well, let's see if I can get you out of your boredom, Jeff, with some of the great uh, sports stuff that we got going on. Um, let's lead <laughs> Hopefully off. Hopefully it's still going. Hopefully, right? <laughs> Hopefully we don't have any more COVID-19 positive tests coming out, although I did hear today that that the city Think about it. If you think about it, Jay, all those players are testing positive. At least they're getting something they're passing, you know, correctly. That's true. There you go. Um, Of course, we have – I'll work on it next time. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Of course, I got news that the St. Louis Cardinals game was postponed – uh, we're doing this on Friday, so another Major League Baseball game being postponed. Uh, but so we're down uh, to 58 games now? <laughs> uh, we're up to a ton of them, I'm telling you. Oh, uh, but let's start off with the NBA. We had a uh, big story come out of the NBA. The Sixers, Ben Simmons had a subluxation of his knee. He is out for who knows how long, indeterminate amount of time. Um, Joe, I'll go with you on this one. How do you think it's going to affect the Sixers' playoff chances not having uh, Ben Simmons around? Well, obviously they already clinched. Um, But, you know, this this definitely affects seeding. The Sixers are only a game and a half back of the four seed right now, which is probably the highest they would – they're, they'll probably end up going. Uh, but Considering how the Bucks fared this season. Yeah, I, yeah. I know this uh, This hurts them a lot. The Sixers still got a, a good team that a good team that compete around, but uh, Ben Simmons being out is like, like that's their best distributor by far. And I know they were trying to move him more to like a forward position yeah. and take the ball out of his hands. But uh, this is – just doesn't help their chances of getting out of getting out of the first round. No, and the thing of it is, I think for Brett Brown, this year was Eastern Conference Finals or bust. I don't know if you agree, but I think yeah. with this Ben Simmons injury, it's not 
going to cause Brett Brown, you know, it's not the root cause of Brett Brown being fired, but I think it's a symptom of it. Like, I think it's a contributing factor. And I think if Brett Brown and the Sixers don't figure out a way to get to the, at least those Eastern Conference finals, I think Brett Brown is going to be gone. I don't know if this, in, I don't know if the injury is going to give him more leniency or not, because I don't know. It, you can only, Oh, you can only be left to speculation with this whole injury. Maybe Ben Simmons is back by the time by the time playoff time comes around. Say they make it out of the first round yeah. and he's back by the second round. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Brett Brown's on. I don't know. I I wouldn't want to be Sixers management right now. No, I wouldn't either. It's going to be a tough decision, you know, because you know, with Ben Simmons being out, playing under this. Uh, coronavirus rules and things like that. But I think bottom line was Brett Brown had to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think you could be looking at maybe Ty Lue, Kenny Atkinson, or maybe even they they try to get uh, Becky Hammond. You know, that would be an interesting choice as a new head coach. But I think definitely uh, if the Sixers don't make it to those, at least those Eastern Conference Finals, get further than they've gotten before uh ben simmons or not i think brett brown is gone i I think you know he had to make it to those i think that was the bar that he had to get to this year yeah um you know um i'll throw it out there to to you uh and mike any uh nba playoff predictions uh for this year so far you know just because Lakers been struggling recently. Don't count it. Don't come out. Some people are sleeping on them. Never sleep on playoff LeBron. I, agree. I know some some people are are counting them out. They lost to the Rockets last night. Uh, they lost the game before that to I forget who, but you know, but uh, don't sleep on LeBron. Watch out for the Heat. Heat are very going to be a very uh, they're. I feel like they're an underrated team, even though, like, they've beaten the Bucks twice this year. And yeah. I know they lost to the – they just lost to them. But, like, they have them on the ropes in the first half. Like, they watch out for watch out for the Heat. They may not have – Jimmy Butler's their superstar, but even then he doesn't do as much as any most superstars do. They're very, they're very uh, team-oriented as they play as a team a lot. So, watch out for the Miami Heat. Yeah, with Jimmy Buckets on the team, you know. Jimmy Buckets, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo. They got their lineups all around wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'd be kind of interesting. I, I'd like to see the Sixers fans' reaction if Miami were the team that actually made it to the Eastern Conference Finals or maybe the NBA Finals with uh, Jimmy Bucket, you know on the team this year, you know, going farther than the uh, 76ers did with him on the team last year. That, you know, that would be an interesting reaction, I think, from the uh, Sixers fans out there. You know, seeing him get a little bit farther than Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid and Brett Brown or whatever, you know, that, that to me would be pretty interesting to see their reaction uh, if that were to happen. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we're going to switch over. I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to switch over. We're going to talk some uh, NHL coming up. So, uh, 
We will be right back with some NHL action after this. You're listening to the Sports Skillet Radio Show, cooking up all the hot takes. Jump in and join us at 609-919-9200. Download our app at sportskilletradio.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching for Sports Skillet. And remember to show us some love, like, follow, and share. All right, and we are switching over to the NHL. Playoff. I just read something about an ex-Angels PR official being indicted for distributing the fentanyl to Tyler Skaggs. Ooh. Let's jump into that. What do you got on that, Mike? It says, this is per the Los Angeles Times, Eric Kay, a longtime Angels PR official, was indicted by federal authorities in Texas for distributing the fentanyl that caused the fatal overdose of Tyler Skaggs. Wow. Interesting. Uh, and this just broke about a half hour ago. Not not good for the California Angels, I will say that. What do you think, Joe? I mean, I guess I in a way, I guess it's closure on this on the whole situation in the first place. Yeah. But you know, there were that's just that's just sad to say that came from that came from someone in the organization. Well, we had a feeling it was coming from yeah. someone in the organization. Yeah. Just yeah, didn't know. know who. It could have been a trainer. It could have been a coach. It could have been one of his own teammates that did it. But now that we know who did it, we have some form of closure. We won't have total closure until the court hearing, until the verdict, until his sentencing. That's when I think yeah. we'll have total closure on this Tyler Skaggs case. And I don't think that will happen until mid to late 2021 at the earliest. Yeah, I tend to, I tend to agree with you. These thing, things uh, take a little bit of time to kind of play out and get resolved. And, but that whole Tyler Skagg situation is very sad, you know, uh, a, a very sad situation. And um Hopefully, you know, this gets resolved and the person is brought to justice if he's found guilty. And uh, very, to me, it's a very sad, overall, it's a very sad situation, that whole Tyler Skaggs story. Uh, it, it really is. But since we're on the topic of baseball, um, I want to talk a little bit about the Phillies, the Mets, and the Yankees. Mike, I'll start with you. Uh, what do you got on the Mets this week? The Mets have just been absolutely brutal to watch. I, I can't trust Luis Rojas as far as I can throw him right now. They've struggled uh, against the Braves. They split against the Nationals. Now they've got, I think, four against the Phillies. Marlins. Four against the Marlins, the best team in baseball. Wait, Marlins' like, best what? team in baseball? Oh, uh, no. No. I mean, maybe by record. No. It, by record, Marlins, yes. By the actual NL best East. team, no. Yeah, I got to agree with Joe. Uh, maybe by record, uh, but definitely not, you know, team competition. Not the best team. No. Yeah. No. Also, Don Mattingly from Marlins became their all-time winningest manager, and he hasn't had a winning season there. So, 
Can you imagine that? <laughs> you don't know. That's Watch out re- if the that's... Marlins make the playoffs, though. I... Marlins? Only made playoffs? the playoffs twice in their history, and they won the, won the World Series both times. So. I don't know. They... I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but they ha- they and the Phillies have a absolutely ridiculous schedule at the end of the year um, yeah. because they came out – Major League Baseball just came out, redid the schedule again, threw in a ton of doubleheaders uh, towards the end of the year to make up for all these games that the Phillies, the Marlins, and some other teams um, – have been missing because of the coronavirus. They've been parked or they've uh, had the coronavirus. They've had players or uh, personnel test positive for the COVID-19 virus. And Major League Baseball is jamming, is wanting to jam 60 games at all costs in there. So now you have the Phillies, the Marlins, playing this ridiculous schedule with double headers in there. Um, Phillies are going to play Miami seven times in five days towards the end of the season in Miami. Bunch of double headers thrown in there. It is going to be crazy. Um, seven times in five days. Are they playing twice a day? Is that on some uh, Yeah. They're going to throw a bunch I of double headers in working. There. You know. <laughs> What are, are they on drugs too? Like seriously, what, how are they going to get through this? Some of them are. You know, that's what Major League Baseball is doing. They're saying we want to get all sixty games in there. So, uh, towards the end of the year, the they're Phillies, not going to get all sixty games in. I don't know. They're going to try. They're going to, you know, they're going to try their best. Now, if one of these teams that have scheduled all these doubleheaders, like the Phillies or the Marlins, once again comes down a player or personnel come down with the COVID-19 virus, then that'll be real interesting because I don't see how they could possibly make up any more games than they are, but triple headers. Yeah. Tri- no, <laughs> right. Play in the morning and then two in the afternoon, you know, uh, you know, to me, that's, you know, I mean, they're, they're going crazy with these double headers. I mean, if you like baseball, like, you know, I'm a fan of it, Joe and Mike, you guys are fans of it too. You know, um, you know, if you like baseball, you're going to get an abundance of it going forward with all these double headers and everything. But for the, but how player, good are the games going to be though? I mean, they're probably going to be playing tired. Like they're going to be standing yeah. around like, well, yeah, I forgot yeah. the roster spaces are for, I yeah. guess. Yeah, but yeah. If people are getting COVID. I mean, the, the roster spaces are actually going to get they they're going to get cut down to twenty eight now very yeah. soon. Yep. They uh, already. Bad idea. Yep. And well, to to answer your question, Jeff, the doubleheaders are only going to be seven innings. So, um, so think Eastern League Trenton Thunder when you think about the doubleheader links. Yep. Yeah. So no seventh and then uh, halftime show. Dang it. No. Yes, you gotta have, a, you gotta have a show in between the two games. No, <laughs> gotta but, have some entertainment. But, but to Jeff Point, since we're talking about the New York Mets, oh, no. uh, J-Lo, yes, J Lo and A Rod took a VIP tour 
of City Field this week, you know, Ooh. getting to learn the layout, getting to learn where everything is, being shown all around, you know. So it appears as though, you know, their bid is being highly considered uh, to become the new owners of the New York Mets, you know. I mean, they're, they're right there. I mean, I don't see the Josh Harris group being shown a VIP tour at City Field, but I do see J-Lo and A-Rod uh, being shown the red carpet tour at City Field. So uh, that's yeah, – already issue. knows his way around City Fields. Yeah, yeah, he should, you know. So um, that leads me to believe that if they can somehow get close, you know, Money-wise to Cohen, you know, maybe they could be the new owners, you know, and we could see that new uh, seventh inning stretch situation going on here. You know? I'm glad Jay's on my side on this. Sorry, oh, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Actually, you so know? is Joe, right, Joe? Of course. <laughs> no, 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 no. Be one of us, Mike. One of us. Yeah, you know, that new <laughs> seventh inning stretch. A scary yeah. movie. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, I it's mean, building that movie. whole new – and think of that whole new entertainment complex that they want to exactly. build around City Field, you know. Exactly. Bring that yeah. in there. So it could be really interesting if uh, they're the winning bid. They just have to get close to Cohen, I think. Uh you know, get into that where it's really close between the two. And I think uh, they could get the uh, bid. Hmm. They, could, they could win it over Cohen. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't bring somebody my, – my thing is you don't bring a potential bidder in and show them all around, give them that VIP tour if you're not seriously considering their offer. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, you're talking about someone that's actually well-known more, yeah. not just in sports, but all around. Oh, so yeah. that exposure, if they buy the team, is going to be a huge, you know, and, probably income coming in. Oh, yeah. And that's that's the key thing, I think, that the other major – because they had to be approved by the other – by the majority of the other MLB owners. But I, I do think exactly what you're saying. You look at the ties mm -hmm. that Jennifer Lopez has, the companies that she works with that they can branch out to that maybe right now uh, they're not – you know, uh, I don't want to say familiar with, but not branching out too. But you get Jennifer yeah. Lopez as one of the co-owners of the New York Mets, regardless of how much or regardless of her percentage. The fact that she works with all these other companies that could bring a new audience into Major League Baseball. Same with A-Rod. Exactly. And yeah. same with some of the other, you know, like Vita Water or whatever. Um, yeah. Also look at the fact that she will also bring in advertising for the companies that she works for, like, because she'll now own a yeah. team, that advertising revenue will actually come into these other companies. So that's more work for them and more yep. exposure too. So exactly. It, it's like a win-win, which is why I think that Major League Baseball would seriously consider those two as owners, you know, Maybe maybe over Cohen because Cohen is Cohen would be a I think a very good owner, but he doesn't have those extra ties that um, Jennifer Lopez and A Rod do to these outside yeah. companies and so like cherry forth. on top. Yep. Effect. 
<laughs> yep, exactly. Where they can work with them and, you know, give them advertising in City Field and kind of merge the two and bring in that new energetic audience to the Mets and to Major League Baseball. You know, so, yeah, I think uh, my only – the only thing I think is they have to get close to the amount of money that Cohen is you know, to make it, you know, okay, we're taking a little bit less, but it, it's not that much of a haircut, you know, yeah, yeah. from the from the money that Cohen's bidding. And I think if they can get that close to Cohen, I, I think very, very likely they could end up going with uh, Jay, um, you know, J-Lo and A-Rod, you know. And J-Lo that would be better than the Will Ponds. This <laughs> is true. I will give you that. You know, you know, I will give you that. Um, but Joe, we had the Phillies and the Yankees going head to head the past couple of games this week. Um, what did you make of the series Uh, between the Phillies and the Yankees here? Well, it's a good series, you know, made me just made me miss DD again. I miss, um, but uh, you know, obviously. And they split the series. Phillies look pretty good for a team that hadn't played in a while. Uh, their bullpen surprisingly held up yesterday. Uh, yeah. I will say in the doublehead, the first game of the doubleheader, when the Phillies went 11 to 7, their bullpen start falling apart. If the Yankees, yeah, two things, Mike Ford got, got I wouldn't say he got hosed because it was pretty close, but Angel Hernandez made a pretty questionable call that would have loaded the bases down four, you know, Aaron Judge put him back in the game. They had nine innings. Who knows? Yankees could have come back. But um, Phillies look pretty good. The Yankees, they split two against the Phillies. It's it's fine. They're still they're still the uh, arguably the best team in baseball. So you know, I think you know, I think that I think the Phillies fans should be very uh, optimistic about how the team looked against the Yankees. Yeah. And Yankees fans really shouldn't worry too much. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think the Phillies bullpen still may be a little bit of concern. I mean, uh, they did get uh, the win over the Yankees Wednesday night. Um, they looked, the bullpen looked a little better, more, I don't know if you want to say self-assured, but they started getting outs again. Uh, which you like to see uh, outside of one pitch by Nick Pavetta. Uh, they pretty much locked down, you know, uh, held down the very formidable Yankee lineup. I mean, you know, with, with that Yankee lineup, I don't care if they're, you know, you talk about stressful innings, and that's normally when you get a team starts getting guys on base. But I think even – if the Yankees don't have guys on base, it still will be a stressful inning when you got to pitch to that uh, Yankee lineup. Yeah. You, know, the, you know, it's still a stressful inning because any one of, uh, any one of those guys could take you deep at any time. Also, yeah. the Yankees, interestingly enough, sent down uh, – they sent down Miguel Andujar yesterday, him and two other players, so – They've been trying to experiment with him. Obviously, Joe Rochelle kind of took his spot at third base. And they've been trying to experiment with him in yeah. the outfield. But, um, you know, maybe Clint Frazier gets gets called back up. 
you know, I think he deserves to be up here. I, I don't know what the Yankees organization is doing with him. They're, they keep they keep screwing him over. I don't know. He, he deserves to be up in the majors. He's a good hitter. You know? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I was surprised they sent him down initially. I mean, I know they're trying to get different guys at bats and trying to work through different things, but Clint Frazier is a guy I think could really help out the Yankees. I really do. Yeah. Good player, good hitter, good fielder. I think he deserves to be in the in the uh, major leagues. You know, I, you know, uh, maybe use him as a DH on occasion, but you know, get him yeah. into the lineup. You know, um, as far as uh, the Phillies go, um, as I said, the Phillies bullpen seemed to get a little bit better back on their feet Wednesday night in their win over the Yankees. I'm not putting too much faith in the bullpen as of yet, but it was good to see them look a little better. Um, looking at the Phillies rotation, uh, they seem to look decent the first time through. Uh, Jake Arrieta. Pretty good. What? Uh, Wheeler, Wheeler uh, looked pretty good. Wheeler looked very good. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if there's another team in New York that could have used his services and couldn't afford to pay him. I don't <laughs> know who that team would be. Uh, you know, but uh, there might be another team in New York that could use uh, Zach Wheeler's yeah. services right about now. But uh, I'm, glad he, I'm glad he signed with the Phillies. He actually came out with an interesting uh, quote after pitching the other night, uh, and that is the fact that he signed with the Phillies because he always wanted to pitch to their catcher, JT Real Muto. And he was a big reason that he came to Philadelphia and signed with the Phillies is that after seeing him from afar uh, throughout the past few years, you know, uh, when the Mets were playing the Florida Marlins or when the Mets played the Phillies last year, uh, he always thought highly of JT as a catcher. And when he got the opportunity to possibly sign with the Phillies, uh, the fact that he would be pitching to JT actually put things a little bit would like the cherry on top and put things over the top for the, him coming to Philadelphia. So again, sign JT Philly, sign JT. Yeah. He's playing yeah. for that contract. He had two home runs in the last two games of the series. Yeah. I mean, he, ha he has to be the, with everything he can do, just like throwing guys out at second base, uh, you know, uh, hitting, you know, running, running balls out, you know, getting base hits, uh, handling a pitching staff. I mean, everything he does, he has to be the best catcher in baseball. Oh, yeah. You know, with, with everything he brings to the table, beyond a shadow of a doubt. And he's going to get – I don't care what you say about the economics of baseball or whatever, he's going to be the best free agent on the market this coming winter, and he's going to get a ginormous contract. No question about it. Oh yeah. You know, it's just you know, it's just what numbers is he's gonna hit. And he's gonna hit some really good numbers. Um I know uh also uh speaking with the Phil speaking about the Phillies, uh Joe Girardi had his first brush with uh the Phillies fans a little bit in the Phillies media because uh, uh he used um 
the Phillies closer for one pitch in a game the other night and then did not bring him back for the second game where he might have been able to use him. Um, we're talking about Hector Neris here. And, you know, he was questioning about, you know, hey, he only threw one pitch. Why didn't you use him in the other game? You could have used him again. And Joe Girardi had an interesting comeback for that. He said, you know, sometimes I got to look out for the player's best interest, player's health. Uh, you know, sometimes even though they want to come into the game, I got to hold them back both for the team's best interest and for the player's best interest. And that's why he didn't play him, uh, put him in there in the second game when he could have used them. Uh, interesting, you know, interesting brush with the Philly media and the Philly fans because a lot of people wanted to see Hector Neris in there to see if he uh, could have helped out the Phillies. But, um, you know, if it turns out down the road that, because he didn't use Hector Neuris in this one game that it saved him. Uh, and the Phillies can get into the playoffs in some way, shape, or form. I think it turns out okay. But definitely an interesting decision by uh, Joe Girardi in not bringing in Hector Neuris in that second game and uh, keeping him in the bullpen when the Phillies uh, could have used him. So very interesting manager managing by Joe Girardi. And then coming up this coming Sunday, it looks very much like we're going to see the highly regarded Phillies prospect Spencer Howard make his major league pitching debut on Sunday. So that'll be interesting because I think the fact that Girardi used Nick Pavetta in the game Wednesday night, or Thursday night, I, I will say, uh, used him out of the bullpen. He would have been the one that I would say if they weren't going to use, uh, if they weren't going to call out Spencer Howard, it would probably have gone with Pavetta. But the fact that Girardi pulled him out of the bullpen and used him, I think pretty much seals the deal and we will be seeing Spencer Howard on Sunday highly regarded Phillies prospect I know a lot of people want to see Spencer Howard want to see what he can do and I will say this as well it puts a hell of a lot of pressure on Vince Velasquez uh, when he pitches because now Vince Velasquez is literally pitching for his job because as Spencer Howard comes up shows up shows out I think he'll remain, even though Girardi said maybe he could put him in the bullpen, uh, I think there'll be a lot of pressure to keep Spencer Howard in the rotation and bolster that and move Velasquez into the bullpen, where I think, and a lot of Phillies fans agree with this take, is that that is the best spot for Vince Velasquez. Give him an inning or two out of the bullpen, let him throw his – 95 mile an hour stuff, mix it up maybe a little bit and put him in the bullpen and you know, let him go on all cylinders because he hasn't, he hasn't really worked out too well as a starter. It's been every so often it'll be okay, but a lot of times he'll get through the lineup once or twice and then end up blowing up. So I think he's better suited for the bullpen. So I think if Spencer Howard comes in, shows up, shows out Sunday, that could be the end for Velasquez in the Phillies bullpen, especially if he struggles uh, in his next start. 
I, yeah, I, definitely. I definitely think, think that. But uh, final word, Joe, on the uh, you know brutal schedule for the Phillies and the Marlins and some other teams coming up. I think it's going to be a tough, a tough way to end the season for these teams. I mean, yeah, you got to do what you got to do to fit these games in there. But yeah, it's definitely going to be a brutal stretch. You're definitely going to, where obviously managers are going to be resting players a lot. Um, I mean, and, uh, of course they're trying to win, but like, you know, they're going to, you know, these bench players are going to get a lot more playing time this year, uh, this year, just for, uh, just yeah. for having to start in place of the regular guys. Now I wanted to throw this out there too, cause I, uh, thought about this as well. Um, we talked about, uh, whether there should be an asterisk next to the world series winner this year. I don't think it equate this season equates to a normal 162 game season, but I will say this, knowing how brutal the schedule is on some of these teams, like the Phillies, like the Marlins, like some of these other teams that are being parked for a little bit, the stopping, the starting, all these games being kind of smacked into the schedule, how brutal this is. I will say, I will go, I won't say that, I will remove the asterisks. I won't say it equates directly to a 162 game season, but I will say that if you get a team coming out like the Phillies or whatever that, that win the World Series, I will say that they have earned it. Hey, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Any yeah. team that went to World Series, it, it does, everyone's playing. Actually, not everyone might play the same games. Everyone's playing the yeah. same – around the same amount of games. But that definitely, especially during the season, this uh, uh, there should be no asterisks, you know. The Astros deserve more of an asterisk than anyone who wins the World Series this year. Yeah, like I said, it, it I, I would look at this as kind of an outlier season. But now with this brutal schedule, with having to grind – I mean, you're talking about – you have to grind through 162. Well, you're going to have to grind through double headers, traveling, yeah. all that other stuff that's going on. Yes, I know you don't have quite the traveling you do during the normal season. You're not going coast to coast or anything like that. But you're grinding through all these double headers that are going to be coming up, uh, the stopping, the starting, everything like that. So while I will – so I'm going to remove the asterisks. I'm not going to – I'm going to say that – you know, there shouldn't be an asterisk, but I will say that the, that the team that wins the World Series will probably earn it. Yeah, and the records, on the other hand, are more – I don't know about the asterisks. Like, if someone like, – in terms of, like, like if someone, like, say, hits over 400, you know, we got to – Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that I will say I'm, – but I'm talking about team-wise. Yeah, like you like winning the World Series, but I will say, yeah, those individual accolades, like hitting four hundred, stealing X amount of bases, that type of thing. Yeah, you know, I, I will, I will agree with you there. Well, Ab yeah. Absolutely, you know, I, I will absolutely agree with you there. Um, as we, as we said, uh, MLB announced today the Cubs Cardinals game is postponed to. Um, allow for additional testing and to complete the contact tracing process. 
this is now the 12th consecutive day that MLB has postponed games because of positive COVID-19 tests. Um, you know, which is why I say, you know, the team which just, you know, and it doesn't have to be a team that has, has had the uh, COVID-19 positive tests, you know, like, like the Chicago Cubs. Uh, they're, they're there. They're healthy. It's not, you know, it's not their fault that the game got postponed, but you know what? Uh, they're sitting there, they're parked, you know, um, uh, park not being able to play the Cardinals. So they're shut down, you know? So again, yeah. it's, it's the stopping the starting, not, not necessarily with the teams with the positive tests. It's the other teams affected as well, like the Cubs, like the Phillies, and, and like the Yankees were earlier too, because they were supposed to play the Phillies and they weren't able to do that. You know, they got yeah. their schedule, you know, upended too. So again, you know, I, I think, you know, whatever team wins the World Series will have earned it this year. Definitely. You know, I um, absolutely think that. Um, but now we got, uh, we'll switch topics. We will go to the NHL. Uh, I don't, have you watched any NHL yet, Joe, or no? I've watched a, I've watched a few games. I've watched the uh, first two Rangers-Canes games, and obviously that series is over. Now Rangers didn't even show up, it seemed. They choked. Yeah. Um, I, watched, I watched one of the Islanders games as they were on, and they, mm-hmm. Islanders actually just won their uh, qualifying round today, earlier today. So, yep. you know, we're getting down to the end of that where a lot of these qualifying – the qualifying rounds are going to end soon. You got a lot – every team to play – every matchup today, team's got a 2-1 lead in the series. So, you know, hypothetically, yep. uh, you could have – you could be having every team clinch to, that's supposed to play today. Probably not going to happen. The Coyotes are up to – are up to one on the Preds right now. They're – in their series, but they're tied at two right now in the second period. So that's a game to look out Yeah. Or the Maple Leafs. I know they had a, they had a huge collapse yesterday against the blue jackets. Yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying this, you know, playoff style hockey by the NHL. I think they're doing a good job, you know, in the, similar to the NBA, uh, I think they're doing a good job. You know, there hasn't been any positive tests coming out of there. Uh, they're keeping their players healthy. They're providing some good action, you know, uh, when they yeah. play. Uh, you know, we did we did have the New York Rangers exit the Canadian bubble. So, uh, so they're done for their season, as you said. Now, the big thing with the Rangers is what's going to happen to – King Henri Lundqvist, you know, uh, what's his future going to be? Because it doesn't look like he's going to return to the New York Rangers next season. Oh, uh, yeah, he most likely played his last game in a Ranger uniform, which is sad. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything. It, it's sad he couldn't win a cup. I don't – you know, he's 38 years old. I don't know if he's going to retire or not. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Mm-hmm. But – um. I- you know, if if he did, what a what a career! The Hall of Fame. He's already he's going to be a future Hall of Famer. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I just, it just seems that the Rangers left him out to dry this series. 
A little bit, I would say. Yeah, um, I, I think there's a possibility he could uh, go back to his native country. His uh, brother, I believe, is a coach for one of the teams there. So yeah. uh, if he decided to retire from the NHL, he could go back overseas, play out, you know, the next year or two years or whatever he wanted to do for his mm -hmm. brother. So uh, that could be an option for him. I, I don't know if he's going to want to be a backup on another team because um, that would be, I think, where he'd be trending in the NHL. I don't know another team that would uh, – bring him on as a starting goaltender at this point uh, because of age and uh, because of his ability. So the Rangers obviously are, are going to cut bait with him in some way, shape or form. I, I think they either try to trade him, but then again, you know, what are you getting in return at this point for Lundqvist? So I, I think his time in New York has come to an end, and I think he either retires and hangs it up entirely or maybe retires and goes back overseas and finishes out his time playing for his brother there, who's a coach. He could easily be a goaltender there. So, you know, he does have an option there, but I don't see another – I just don't see him being a backup on another team. I, I just don't foresee that. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think that's something that uh, he would want to do. I mean, but as you say, the only thing missing from his resume is a Stanley Cup championship, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if for one year he would want to chase that on some other team as a backup. I don't know if that would mean the same thing to him as – it wouldn't mean the same thing as far as him winning it as a starting goaltender, you know, and like you said, I think it's really sad because he was the New York, you know, he was the New York goaltender for so long uh, being a member of the New York Rangers. I mean, he was it, He, you know, you know, King Henry was, uh, you know, the man on the New York Rangers for so long that it is kind of sad for him to have, left the New York Rangers without winning a Stanley Cup. But, you know, that's just the way it is sometimes, you know. With yeah. some of these great athletes, they uh, end up not finishing out their career winning that championship. But um, kudos to Lundqvist for being the great goaltender that he was on the New York Rangers. And hopefully, um, you know, he uh, does what's best for him and for his family. And, if it's retiring fully and he doesn't play another game, good for him. And if he retires and goes overseas and finishes out his time, maybe playing for his brother, good things there. Um, but uh, Flyers are going to be playing for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference on Saturday. Uh, big matchup with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Winner gets the number one seed. In the conference, loser gets number two. Flyers have been doing extremely well, but so have the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who do you think is going to come out on top, Joe? I got to go with the Flyers. They were, like I said but last week, they were the hottest team yep. before the break, before the COVID break, and that they're still hot. And I don't know, they're just, they're just playing like they're the best team in the East right now. 
I agree with you. Um, you know, it may be hard for a New York fan to, you know, kind of stomach, but I do think, you know, I said this before, I, I think the Flyers are probably the most complete, one of the most complete teams all around playing offense, defense, goaltending. Uh, they're getting some good coaching as well. So, you know, I think you look around and the Flyers and they're playing on and they remain hot. You know, they got their legs under them and everything still. They were one of the hottest teams before the break because of the COVID-19 virus. They picked up kind of where they've left off uh, after the break. They still have their legs under them. They're playing. I mean, I saw a beautiful goal where the puck was um, – throwing behind, uh, behind the back pass for a goal uh, for the Flyers. And it was just amazing. And when you have that kind of chemistry and continuity going on and you have those legs underneath it, I mean, you can do some good – you can go far in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You really oh, yeah. can. You really can. But, you know, as was pointed out to me, you know, you always got to watch out, you know, some of these lesser teams with, uh, with the NHL playoffs, some of the lesser teams come back, and if they get a hot goaltender, they can be really tough to beat too. That's one of the great things about the NHL playoffs. You know, yeah. you think you're going up against a lesser team, but if they get a hot goaltender, you never know. Yeah. You know, so uh, – you know, so that'll be fun to watch going forward. Uh, got some NFL stories uh, to <laughs> oh, go boy. through. Bunch of them. Doug Peterson tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. So he is Second at home. Second NFL coach to test positive. Yes. And uh, he is at home, uh, quarantined. Uh, not sure when he's going to come back to the Novocare complex just yet as he has to go through the testing protocol. Uh, so he's away from the Novocare complex. Now we've got Deuce Daly taking over uh, the day-to-day -day operations at the Novocare complex from Doug Peterson. Uh, Doug Peterson still having his Zoom meetings, still telling Deuce Daly kind of what to do, but Deuce Daly is there in person, kind of uh, taking over the team, running the team uh, while Doug Peterson is away. Me personally, I love seeing this um, because I think it gets Deuce Daly a little more notoriety amongst the coachings, coaches within the NFL. This past year, Deuce Daly, who I think would make an excellent NFL head coach, didn't even get a sniff, didn't get an interview with any team in the NFL that had a coaching vacancy. In fact, the last time he was interviewed for a head coaching job was the one that went to Doug Peterson. Um, he didn't get the job uh, for offensive coordinator either, um, but he was named assistant head coach. I think this may open some eyes within the NFL circles with GMs, maybe with some owners, uh, to give more consideration to Deuce when it comes to openings. I want to keep him on the Eagles personally because I love Deuce as a running backs coach and assistant head coach. I would hate to lose him. But for his professional career, I think this is a good opportunity. And it says, hey, 
this is how much we value Deuce, that when Doug Peterson's away from the team, Deuce Daly's there. None of these other assistants that we brought in, like a Marty Morningwig or whoever else, none of these other guys that we brought in there, I'm putting in charge. I'm leaving Deuce in charge uh, for day-to-day stuff and for coaching the guys and running things while I'm away. I think that opened some eyes for Deuce Daly. What do you think, Joe? Um, you know, I think this is definitely definitely going to be a good experience for him. Can uh, I definitely think he could get a, a you know a better coaching job somewhere else. But like you, but like you said, Eagles fans would probably rather him stick around. Yeah. Uh, but this is this will be a good experience for him personally. He'll see how he, uh, how good he is at running an entire team, other than uh, rather than one unit. Yep. And in other Eagles news, this is going to fire up Jeff Scott here. Uh, we, we wanted to get into it last week, but we'll get into it here, right here, right now. Uh, we had, uh, what was it, players and coaches vote on, uh, I think it was players, right? Uh, vote on the NFL top 100 players uh, currently. And there was one glaring omission from the NFL top 100 list and that was current Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz uh, was yeah. on the list before left off of it this year uh, glaring omission should have absolutely been on the NFL 100 list but was left off what did you guys think about this I'll start with Jeff Scott <laughs> you already know what I'm going to say Jay I mean come on uh, yeah, he's a good player but he's just he- I don't see him in the top 100. I don't care. Oh, he's he, there. He's absolutely there. The only person that should really be on there, you know who, but I'm not going to say his name because I don't <laughs> want to get you fired up. But uh, he should have been on there because, you know, come on. You, you push him over for this guy who keeps getting himself hurt all the time. Look what happened. Have they been back? No, they haven't been back since. Yeah. And he's been there the whole year. Look what happened. Nothing. So he should not be on the list. I'm sorry. It's just – I don't oh, think he's he that should. good. Oh, he should absolutely be on the list. What do you think, Joe? Glaring uh, omission or? You know, he did have the best year of his career last year. I'm not. Yeah, he didn't get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Not, not only that, he just, he he became the first Eagles. He was the first Eagles QB, I think. I, I don't think it was ever, or the first one in a long time to throw for over 4,000 yards yeah. at least, which was. And, pretty crazy. and not have a wide receiver go over 500 yards. I don't, I don't know. He's Wentz should not be on that list. He keeps getting hurt. Thank you, Mike. It's tough. <laughs> when you look at like, when you look at who, uh, when you look at who, uh, you know, made the list, like they released like a few people that like missed the cut, like the next 10 people. He's not on there. When, so I don't know the peer, I know this list is always controversial every yeah. year, but <laughs> I don't know. The big thing people were like, oh, Dak Prescott made it 46. Dak Prescott also had a, the best year of his career. Like, Dak Prescott led the league in passing yards last year, so I don't think he was, he's the 46th best player. You know, well, he's a lower – so good amount now, lower Now, is this that. Best 100 best but, players all time or just – No, no this was, was coming into this year. Yeah. And okay, so. I don't, I don't know. Wentz, looking at the list, I really don't Wentz. think Wentz should be the 
Yeah, really, Wentz should be, be on there. Oh, he absolutely should be. Wentz should not be on there. It should have been Mahomes. Well, Ma- no, he, Mahomes he on was there. on there. He was on there. Oh, yeah. He just, he well, just well, wasn't number on. one, in my a, opinion. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's number one. You know, he won the MVP. Won the MVP the year before. The comeback. Yeah, yeah but, but no, he didn't he win the MVP this year. He, but he won the MVP in tw- in 2018 and got ranked ranked the same thing he got ranked this year when he won the Super Bowl. But Lamar Jackson wins the MVP, and all of a sudden he's the number one player in the NFL. No disrespect to Lamar Jackson, but Mahomes is just the best player in the NFL right now. And how do they reward him? Contract extension, 10 years. Oh, yeah. yeah. He oh, deserved yeah. every part of it. And mm-hmm. what did he do with that money? He bought a stake in the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas or the City Kansas Royals. City Royals. Um, <laughs> hard I, I don't – not only do – I play the team. I own the team now. <laughs> not, 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 only, not only does he – not only does he play for the Kansas City Chiefs, but he's a part owner of the Kansas City Royals. So, Isn't, you know, like, Wouldn't that be like a conflict of interest, though? Uh, no, no, because it's football and baseball. Um, if it was, if he bought a controlling interest, you know, if he bought ownership in the Chiefs and he was a player, I would say, uh, then then, yeah, that would be a conflict of interest. But since he, uh, bought, uh, a stake in the Kansas City Royals, there's no conflict of interest there. Yeah, you know, unless he goes to play baseball, in which case I'm betting all my money against him. You know, he's going to hold. Yeah, you know, it's like, hey, you know what? I'll activate myself to the Kansas City Royals, you know. But, uh, yeah, so there's no conflict of interest there. But, you know, as far as Carson, I mean, this was a guy who a couple of years ago was going to be the league MVP uh, if if he didn't get hurt for the last couple of games of the season and Tom Brady snared it, um, was going to be league MVP, had, you know, was thrown to a bunch of practice squad players at the end of last season and literally had, had a piano on it, you know, carried them like a piano was on his back into the playoffs last year. I mean, I don't know very many other quarterbacks that could have put forth the effort that he did dragging the Eagles into the playoffs with the uh, personnel that he had last year uh, with uh, lack of experience and that type of thing. So I I think Carson Wentz absolutely uh, deserves to be on the uh, top 100 list. Absolutely. No, Um, he does not deserve it. Absolutely does. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. How many Super Bowls has he won? (laughs) What? Well, he does have one yeah, ring. He got him. He 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 put he put uh, Nick Foles in position to get there. Without the Foles technically human, won that Super Bowl. Wentz didn't. Mike, the dealio is if Nick Foles had to play that season, the Eagles would not have gotten to the Super Bowl. Bottom bottom line, the Eagles. Jay, would not, Jay yeah. let me throw this at you. Do you um, let's say you have a horse and cart, and you're riding along. And you come up to a cliff and the horse stops. Do you give the horse the credit or do you give the driver the credit? Uh, well, if the driver said, whoa, or whatever, then, you know, I would have to give the driver credit because the horse just listened to what the driver said. Yeah, well, that's not what happened. The horse stops by itself. Ah, Guess who's well, the driver? 
Wentz is the driver who doesn't know what the hell <laughs> heck he's doing. He does. Foles was the horse that actually knew what was going on. It's like I'm taking this the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, Thank but you, you were not. A, but you would not have gotten to the cliff without Carson Wentz. That's the whole. Oh, thing. Oh please, he just held the reins. He didn't do nothing. Hey, Come on, Jay. Hey. No, he did all the heavy and then, lifting. And then the next year, he was all by himself. Well, you know what I mean. The two years when he was by himself. And what happened? And, nothing. And he got nothing. him to the playoffs. He no, got him yeah, to the woo. playoffs. And then what happened? And then what happened? What? Finish the sentence. They and, uh, and, starts with an L and ends in loser. They lost. <laughs> <laughs> they Jada Ron Clowney. Jada Ron Clowney hit him, you know, um, with his fear or whatever in the head, and he mm. got a concussion. Mm-hmm. That should have been a penalty. Wait, so you admitted he got hurt. You admitted he got hurt. He got Is a concussion, but it wasn't his fault that he got hurt. But he still got hurt. But it wasn't his fault that he got Come like. On, I'll Jay. give you. I'll give you. I'll give you the the. I'll keep bringing uh, this up every tear. time. I'll give you the leg tear. <laughs> you know, I'll give you that. But last year's injury was not Carson Wentz's fault. And had he, and we don't, and we don't know what would have happened had he stayed in the game against the Seahawks. So nothing because he would have lost. We don't know that. Or not. We don't Bulls know hurts that. Hurts himself on a touchdown pass, <laughs> and they still won. Thank you. That's all I have to say. But see, Foles <laughs> has not had any success outside of Philadelphia. Yes, he has. No, he has not. Nah. I mean, yeah, no. Joe, you'll back me up on this. Nick, hey, you know why? You know, back me up on this, Jay. The first time that own. Foles left Philly, he went to the Rams to become a starter. And back when they were in St. Louis, and yep. he was horrible and got upended by like Case Keenum. Um, exactly, horrible. And, no, not a knock against him because he's always on the case. But um, then bad he, joke there, Polito. <laughs> not a joke. I always yeah. my. I, that's the thing with my friends. They always say that he's always on the case, but yeah. um, still a bad joke. Move on. I'll work on it. But you know, he went to the Chiefs to take a backup role, and then like after, and then because, he came back to Philly. Yeah, he came back to Philly. Did great. Obviously, everyone loves him there. He leaves, goes to Jacksonville, gets a massive contract. Ain't he just like Carson Wentz? Maybe you know he learned from the master. He got hurt, <laughs> and uh, Gardner Minshew upended him. And now he's on the Bears fighting first Bob with Mitchell Trubisky. And I would say Mitchell Trubisky will upend him, but, like, Nick Fo- uh, it would be embarrassing if Nick, if Nick Foles – Mitch Trubisky is – yeah, he sucks. I didn't want to say that he sucks, but he sucks. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see. Cart- outside of Philly, Nick Foles has not done very well. He's made, he made good money, but he hasn't done very yeah. well. I have to get rid of him. If they, if they had kept him together – Carson pushing him up to the playoffs. Nick Foles taking it home. There's a combination. Why do they? Why do they mess it up? This is where I'm getting going. Well, the because time. because they couldn't afford Nick Foles. Oh please. No, I mean they 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 literally could not afford Nick Foles because be, yeah. because be. Nick Foles' contract after they won the Super Bowl and Nick Foles knew he was leaving. You know after that anyway. Uh, because Nick Foles was going to get a massive contract, and you can't pay your backup quarterback as much as Nick Foles was making and hope to feel the competitive. You can't. You would have two quarterbacks, no offensive line, no wide receivers, no running back, 
no no defensive line. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have anybody worthy on your team. You'd have Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, and garbage, you know, mm-hmm. after that. So you could you can't, you know, you can't pay your backup as much as um the Jags were gonna pay Nick Foles. Nick Foles was going and Nick Foles wanted to be a starter again too after that mm-hmm. to see what he could do as a starter. And that's you know, I think one of the reasons why he's on the, you know, Chicago Bears, all, I mean, they tra- the uh, Jags traded him, but I'm sure they consulted with him as well. And he saw the opportunity to compete with Trubisky and thought that, you know, he could beat out Trubisky, which he probably can. You know, um, it's going to be an interesting battle, in tra- you know, these next couple of weeks while we go through uh, training camp. But I think Nick Foles will – you know, wind up beating out Trubisky because, like Joe said, I don't think Trubisky's uh, a great quarterback by any means. So I think, and and you look at the who the uh, head coach is, Matt Nagy, on the Chicago Bears, and he's an Andy Reid disciple. So again, you have that familiarity with Nick Foles as you know as a quarterback being in a system similar to the one that. Joe, uh, the, that Andy Reid runs and uh, Doug Peterson runs. So that, again, gives Nick Foles a little bit of a leg up over Trubisky uh, in terms of beating him out. So I think uh, Nick Foles – now, what kind of success will Chicago have? Yeah, I don't know with uh, being in the division that they're in and being in the conference that they're in. I, you know, I don't know – what kind of success they're going to have, but I do think that Foles is going to wind up beating out Trubisky for the starting QB job. Hmm. You know, uh, we also had some breaking news on the Eagles today. Eagles re-signed defensive end Vinny Curry to a one-year deal. And it's interesting to me that they chose to bring back Vinny Curry over – this guy named Jadavon Clowney, who's still out there, who's still a free agent, um, highly acclaimed Jadavon Clowney, still sitting out there, and the Eagles opt to bring in Vinnie Curry over him. Um, interesting move by the Eagles. I know Vinnie Curry is from obviously being in the Eagles' defense for as long as he's been in it, uh, familiar with the play calling of Jim Schwartz, familiar. Uh, with how Jim Schwartz runs things. So it's a familiarity factor there of Vinnie Curry uh, returning on a one-year deal. But it's interesting they brought him back, and they didn't go after uh, the much ballyhooed Jadavon Clowney. A little bit of a surprise, Joe? A little bit, but I I don't know why Clowney's not being signed. It has to be how much he's being – like how much he's asking for because I just can't think of it. And the other yeah. reason why he's not signing, you know, he, he was in the top 100 list. He was like, he was somewhere, he was like 40 something. He would, he's obviously one of the best players in the NFL. I don't, I don't know that he said, he said that he wants to play for the Jets. I don't know what, if they have any interest in signing him, they should. But, um, you know, honestly, even if he sign with the Jets, knowing, knowing how the how the uh, the Jets like to do things. Uh, he is that's where his career goes to die or something. Yeah, I would. You know, but, I, you know, I, he's got to be signed before the season starts. Like, like it, this is a new. I'm tired of the of these of these guys not getting signed to teams because 
because they're asking for for buttloads amount of money. Yeah, I mean, eventually, yeah, eventually, you know, he would have to get into a camp, get familiar with the defensive court. If he's not going back to Seattle, uh, get familiar with the defensive coordinator, get familiar with his teammates, the play calling, the scheme, the, you know, all of that takes a little while to get up to speed. And the fact that he's not signed yet, like you, there's got to be something going on there uh, in terms of the years or the money that he just won't come off of. But if he won't come off of it, uh, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for him because you want to, if you're healthy, you want to get out there and you want to play. I know some players have opted out, especially on the New England Patriots, but you got to get into training camp. You got to get, you know, your body going. Uh, sitting out a full year, I don't think does anything for his career. Uh, you know, I don't think it earns yeah, him no. any more money if he's going to sit out a year just because, uh, you know, the amount of years or the amount of money he's asking for. I don't think that gets him any more money if he's uh, not on the field in 2020. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised that the Giants didn't go after him. There was talk of like they had they have a, they had a lot of cap spaces during the off this off season. I'm surprised they didn't like go after him or something. You know they they got some they got some lesser free agents, but you know important ones like Blake Martinez or like Kyle Kyler Kyler yeah. Kyle Fackrell from the you know they got some linebacker help, but I don't know I I don't know I thought maybe they would have signed him. I'm but I thought someone would have signed him. Like, he's not asking for absolutely ridiculous money, but he is asking for a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, and I know he may be searching for that perfect scenario, a team that he feels can make the playoffs, can maybe go on a Super Bowl run, but those teams may not be looking for a defensive end at the price or years that he's asking for. And if, if he doesn't come off of that a little bit, he may, he may wind up sitting out the full season. Yeah, I mean, I know players come down with the COVID-19 virus. I know they got rules and regulations in place and everything like that. And who knows what happens during the course of the season. But even if it is during the course of the regular season, he's not going to make that the price tag that he may be asking for because teams aren't have their cap in place already. So they're not going to go spend a lot of money and give him a bunch of years. If it's in the middle of the season, they're just not going to do that. Yeah. So he, to me, he's got to figure out something and figure out something fast and get into a training camp. You know, I mean, I hope he does because I like watching him play, but there's something definitely going on there. And speaking of something going on, uh, another story broke uh, within the past day or so. Yes. Uh, the New York Giants 22-year-old cornerback, DeAndre Baker, is facing a mandatory minimum of 10 years and up to, a life, and up to life in state prison if convicted on four counts of robbery with a firearm. Now, now the other thing that came along with that was the fact that all charges were dropped against Seattle Seahawks cornerback Quentin Dunbar due to a lack of evidence. So Dunbar's free as a bird. Uh, they said they're not going to pursue any charges against him. He's free. He's clear to go on 
about his life as a Seattle Seahawks quarterback. But unfortunately for the New York Giants, uh, looks like they could be without DeAndre Baker for a while. Uh, what do you make, Mike? I'll go to you with this one. What do you make of this news about DeAndre Baker, Mike? Uh, there he goes, a first-round pick. That I cannot believe DeAndre Baker would just throw his career away with something as stupid as armed robbery. Come on, you're better than that, man. I mean, I, what's the NFL doing? What are guys like DeAndre Baker doing? You're representing the NFL. You're representing a multi-billion dollar sports league. You're representing the New York Giants, a multi-billion dollar sports franchise. You're representing the city of New York, a major tourist hub. Come on! You're representing a lot of people, a lot of big franchises. Show some effing respect. Show some freaking respect. I agree. What do you think, Joe? Yeah. Uh, another gi Giants whiffing on another first-round corner. About the third or fourth time that's happened in my lifetime. So, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, did an idiotic thing. Yep. I highly doubt they're going to even retain him. He may, you know, he may, he may be in prison for, for the rest of his playing – what would have been his playing career. So, you know. It's, eh, good riddance. Find find something else. Don't hold your breath on him. Uh, sign you, Davion Clowney. Hello. The answer's right in front of you. Is that going to help the cornerback? The the cor the defensive back help they need? Like, if anything, that would mean they still signed Logan Ryan, who's the best defensive back guy on the market right now. But the problem is he's a slot corner. The Giants would be paying him. Uh, uh cornerback one money and that's just gonna blow that's gonna turn out like the byron maxwell situation exactly what the eagles did but then they paid up like, they paid a slot corner a bunch of money to play on to play with the uh on the outside and it just didn't work out it did I don't not know. work i don't know. I'm, i, I kind of hope i mean i kind of hope the giants don't sign logan ryan because then they'll just be giving a bunch of money to a guy that i don't think is going to end up doing well but you you know you know, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and, and tried to sign him. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Giants, you know, uh, it, it's a rough go because I do believe De uh, DeAndre Baker was highly touted coming out of college, you know. So I, I can't blame the Giants for uh, going out and and drafting uh, DeAndre Baker, but – you know, uh, I, I got to blame him for being this stupid and doing that when he had his future literally paved in gold in front of him. I mean, why be if, – if you're that cornerback why, and you have so much in front of you, so much is going to be given to you, uh, why go out and why ruin it by being that stupid and putting yourself in that situation, no matter what you hope to gain out of that, you have to think – you have to play things forward. You have to think about everything. And the fact that uh, he did that uh, was definitely a stupid thing on his part and put himself in a bad situation. And now, I mean, up to life, up to life in state prison. I mean, throwing your whole life away over one stupid thing is utterly ridiculous.
you know? Yeah. You know, uh, we will take a brief time out and we will come back and talk about some really cool other things, uh, some WWE stories, uh, LeBron James, and something that happened with a high school cheerleader. So stay tuned and we will be right back. What's on the menu at Sports Skilly? Local and national sports talk that's always fresh in season and FDA approved. If it's hot, you'll find it cooking with Jeff, Jay, and Kelly. Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. on 920 a.m. The Jersey. Yes, and definitely tune into our show on 920 The Jersey. Tune into our live stream every Friday here on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, like, follow, and share, as we say. So let's get into some of these other stories real quick that we had uh, came out during the course of the week here. We have former WWE superstar Marty Jannetty posted something on uh, social media, took it down immediately, Jeff, but uh, it alluded to a murder that he committed during his teenage years. You know, unbelievable that now, I mean, Marty Jannetty's in his 60s, uh, posted this story on his social media account, alluded to mur- him committing murder, uh, went into it a little bit further um, on a uh, podcast or a radio show that he went on, uh, basically gave some details about it, uh, about him wanting to purchase some marijuana, uh, when he was working in a bowling alley, the guy took him behind the bowling alley, attempted to rape him and everything like that. Pretty gruesome story, but it does have the police looking into it. I mean, you know, you're 60 years old. Your wrestling career is pretty much behind you at this point. Nobody's even looked into this for for decades. Why even bother bringing it up now, you know? Why even bother alluding to it? I, I I don't understand it. I mean, personally, I think Marty Jannetty could use some uh, uh, mental assistance here, you know. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, unless he's feeling guilty now in his old age and he's reminiscing, and he maybe he's thinking the limit. Uh, yeah. Oh, what is that? Um, uh, you know, the time frame for actually uh, persecuting somebody. Uh, oh, Yeah. It's eluding me right now. I, I, uh, statue of limitations. limitations. Um, yep. Maybe he thinks it's so far past that that he could talk about it now and admit to it. You know, maybe, like I said, maybe feel guilty. But truthfully, if it's if it's not, if you committed murder, I don't care how old you are. You know, whether you had a great career or not, you should technically pay for that because you're talking about a crime that happened, never been solved. You know, what about the family of these people that have for years been going, why was he killed? Why can't they find the person that did it? What was the reasoning behind it? Yeah. And then all of a sudden the guy comes out. Oh, yeah. Look what I did when I was younger. I'm like, hello, there he is. Let's get him. Get him. Who cares who he is? You know, you're. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're dumb enough to, to admit to the crime, well, then you should, you know. Yeah, I mean, to me, to me, it also brings up the case kind of like Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Um, you know, you know, I won't say totally, uh, totally uh, equal to that case, but it's somewhat similar in the fact that, you know, allegedly Jimmy Snooker murdered this woman in a hotel room, kind of got away with it for a number of years, and then 
because of a special, uh, people started looking into it and everything and eventually went to court, ended up passing away. But, you know, without Marty Giannetti bringing this up on a social media post, um, he would have gotten away with this scot-free. Now, who knows if he's guilty, actually guilty of this, but from everything he's kind of laid out, um, put out there on on the show and through social media, I mean, it does sound somewhat believable that this did occur. So it's good that the authorities are looking into it to find out if this is even credible. And if it is, and they do find some credibility behind this, I mean, Marty Gennetti could be spending the rest of his life in jail, you know? I mean, he could get, you know, 20 years, 30 years, in which case, you know, he may, he may not be a free man for too much longer. Yeah. Especially if it's true, you know, but you know. Yep. Uh, And I'll throw this out to you guys as well. Uh, LeBron James uh, this week responded to President Trump saying you will not watch NBA games due to uh, the players kneeling on the court. President Trump says, NBA, I'm out. You guys kneeled. I'm done. Uh, You know, I thought it was a good response by LeBron James saying, okay, you don't want to watch. We don't need you to watch. You know, go your own way, President Trump. What did you guys think about this? You know, good, you know, good, yeah. good response by LeBron. You know, it's like because it because it's fair. It's like one person, one one person watching isn't going to like affect anything. You know, there uh, people are are going to be watching the NBA. Doesn't matter. Yeah, if it, was, I, if it really bothers, if it really bothered him that much, he could he could just you know not watch the be, the beginning of the game, like the begin like before the game. Yeah, when they do when they do the kneeling, but it uh, you know, yeah. you know, it, was, it doesn't matter. It'd be the same. It'd be the same thing. Like it, it's like any other person online on the internet. It's like, oh yeah, we're not. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna watch this. Sen- watch this anymore it's like it's like okay like okay that's your choice yeah and i've said it before you know past times it's like now that we know why it's being done we can understand instead of just going right to disrespect which is not now that you know we're all on board and just because one person like i agree with you joe one person says oh i'm not gonna watch anymore i'm like okay goodbye I'm not gonna let it bother me. I mean, I'm glad that LeBron said that. It's like I'm not gonna like, let. It I don't me. watch. I don't know. I don't, when I when I watch sports, I don't want. I don't, I I mean, I don't watch it. I don't watch it for like, for like I I could like uh, <laughs> you know what they do in the beginning of the games. That's fine. Whatever, as long as it doesn't actually impede like the play of the game, it, which is what I'm there for. Which yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Usually well, during that time, before. I'm making a popcorn or something. It's like, all right, is it all on yet? No, they're doing the other whatever. I'll be like, really? okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no one really cares. But, but yeah, and I, and I think it's one thing. by LeBron James. Uh, Trump says, "I'm not watching the NBA." LeBron says, "Get that weak stuff out of here, Trump. <laughs> you going down, son?" Yeah, I think there's a lot more that LeBron wanted to say, but he kept it nice, kept it, you know, even keel and uh, professional. You don't mess with LeBron James. You don't. Yep. Yeah. Good exactly. response because anything more, ex- 
And he, if he if he wanted to probably say what he was yeah. feeling, it would alienated some viewers or some. He probably would alienated some some current viewers or fans because you know, you know, you got you know you. Uh, I just give the most neutral response you can. Can't go yeah. wrong. And then you can't get any backlash either way, whether it's negative or positive. It's just exactly there it is. Yep. And uh, I think it was a good response by LeBron. And I think it was, once again, the president trying to uh, rally his troops, stir up something a little bit. Because, again, we all know that this protest isn't about the flag. It's about uh, racial injustice by the police and, every, and you know, and uh, inequality and nothing to do with the anthem or the flag or anything like that. That's not what it's about. That's not what it has been about. It was just a president trying to rile everybody up again. And I agree with LeBron. You know what? If President Trump doesn't want to watch the NBA because of that, uh, then, hey, don't watch the NBA. You know, uh, the NBA will get terrific ratings uh, with or without Donald Trump. Uh, watching them. Um, exactly. He should be working anyway. Stop watching sports. <laughs> yep. Uh, behind that desk. Yep. <laughs> also, uh, we had this story come out uh, recently. Daphne High School cheerleader, a student uh, at a Daphne High School, uh, demands action from her school after a picture was posted of her cheerleading friends, uh, cheerleading teammates posing with shirts with the uh, Confederate flag on them. Oh um, boy! You know you can't. That symbol was banned. You know I understand it was the picture was taken a couple of months ago, but even so, in this climate, you can't you can't be doing things like that. Totally inappropriate right now by her cheerleading friends, and I do believe that she is right in demanding the school take action um, against the squad. I know it'll upset the squad and everything, but. Um, I do believe it was right for the cheerleader to voice her concerns, voice her opinion, and to uh, try and get to uh, high school to take action against the cheerleading squad. What do you guys think? Definitely right for her to call it to attention, get the school to take action against her squad mates. And I thought that Confederate symbol was banned. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, it, I mean, it is, you know, it is banned. Maybe, I don't, yeah. I don't think it was totally, I, th I don't think it totally was four months ago. That's well, true. Taken. Could be. Yeah. But still like, like, come on. Like those are the kind of situations this, from like, like, you know, I pulled the old Randy Moss. Come on, man. Like, no, that's Keyshawn Johnson. I thought that was, oh, you're right. Uh. You're right. Why did I think Randy Moss did that? I don't know. But um, for people who are not uh, familiar with the story, um, a group of Alabama cheerleaders from Daphne High School are under fire for posing with the T-shirt emblazoned with the Confederate flag. On July 4th, the girls posted an Instagram photo posing with a t-shirt bearing the image of the Confederate flag that said, I love redneck boys on the t-shirt. Uh, Black squad member Reagan Coleman quit the team after seeing the girls weren't punished by the school and were allowed to remain on the squad. 
no matter how much I love something, I love myself more and I respect myself more and I could not be on that team, Reagan said. Baldwin County Public Schools said the Confederate flag photo incident was handled at the school level, quote, but Reagan said nothing was done about it. So that's Yeah, they wishy-washy did. Yes. Uh, Reagan's mother, Latita Coleman, said there's no two sides to that flag. That means hatred. That's what it stands for for us. We were oppressed with that flag. Uh, they use it when they burn crosses in our ancestors' yards, when it was railed around on horses. Uh, I don't know what history you're reading, but if you read the U.S. history, it tells you exactly what that flag stands for and what it means, especially to African Americans. Um, that was Ringa's mother, Latita Coleman. Uh, the photo was posted by one of the cheerleaders on Instagram, but it was immediately taken down following backlash in the comments section. Uh, Latita, Reagan's mom, said she spoke with school officials about the photo, but claims there's been no punishment for the photo. So uh, that's where we stand uh, with that story. So again, if you want to- another story that just broke locally, West Windsor Plainsboro decided to cancel all their fall high school sports. There you go. I want really? to take- I wanted to get in that with you. Uh, two of the guys that- I just saw that on PSC's website. See, two of the guys that used to work with us on uh, Sports Skillet, uh, Ethan and Josh, used to go to West Windsor Plainsboro High School. So uh, it's interesting that they canceled the fall sports. Again, uh, I think Maybe we made- Maybe Town High, my high school, maybe next. It could very well be, Mike. So what do you think of the high schools canceling the fall sports? I mean, this is getting chaotic. Uh, my only suggestion would be to move some of the fall sports to the spring, but I'm not sure if that will work. Yeah, no. Mm, well, there would be too many scheduling conflicts because a lot of kids in high school, like a lot of the, they play multiple sports. So like, you know, you play one sport in one season, one sport in the other season. Yeah. And you just cause over, just cause overlapping. Yeah. Issues. And what about going to a, you know, what about going to college too? A lot of players from high school, be it football, be it soccer, what have you, uh, some of these winter, winter or fall sports need that exposure to, uh, scouts from different colleges to go to to actually get drafted to a college to get scholarships things like that if you're canceling the fall sports that could affect scholarships and things like that right Joe uh, exactly um, you know if any high school athletes have like have any offers from a college now it probably be you know if it's you know if it's a pretty if it's a pretty, even a pretty decent offer, I feel I feel like they would be wise to to take it now, especially. Uh, but you know, it's I don't know how how the recruitment's going to go. They're going to base, you know, it, base it all off of last year. But so much improvement is made during high school sports. To uh, you know, you know, some play, you know, some uh, athletes may not shine may not shine out till that senior year. 
and that you know that's that's where they really get a good amount of offers from because all of us all yeah. of a sudden here they come like not everyone can you know can you know start not everyone starts out just you know being a prodigy their their freshman year exactly another idea why not just do like a bubble environment like the nhl and nba are doing because high school sports don't make as much money it's all about money Mm -hmm. yep absolutely i i could have given some other kind of answer but that that's really like yeah and that's all the the ideas i got for right now and and the thing, too, if you're going to do that bubble environment with high school, what you're basically saying is, okay, the academic students, you guys are going to be at – the only way you could really do it is, okay, uh, the academic students, the non-athletes, uh, anybody who's on a, a sport, you, anybody who's not on a playing a sport who's not on a team, you guys are staying at home. You guys are going to be virtual, learning virtually. Anybody who's on a high school sport, a high school football team, a soccer team, or what have you, you guys are going to be allowed to uh, come in. But even but even then, you're you're not the kids aren't even going to be allowed to stay. So I don't, you know, stay in the high school because the kids are going home. So you can't really do the bubble environment. You know, I, I don't see how you could do that at the high. I mean, you could do it at the maybe the college level because you have dorms there. But you don't normally have dorms at the high school level, you know. Maybe so you just all get hazmat suits. Maybe. You know, so you know now that I'm, you know, thinking this through, you can't really do the bubble environment on the high school level because the kids go home. You know, yeah. there aren't dorms there. You know, so the kids look at the kids. Look at some of the kids that actually posted pictures from uh, down in Georgia when they first went back. All the credits um, falls and the fact that a lot of them aren't wearing masks, but they're not mandatory for them. I mean, they got in trouble, but of course they've been, um, you know, those detentions or suspensions have been reversed Yeah. because it's just, it's like, you know, what what are you going to do? You know, you can't limit people going into the school. It just, it's utter chaos. Exactly. I mean, you know, it, it really is. And I feel for these kids because you might, they might have needed their, like Joe pointed out, they might have needed that senior season just to show up, show out, and just prove to the college recruiters that what they're seeing is their natural ability and what they're going to get at the collegiate level. And now uh, juniors, seniors, you know, in high school, you know, these guys aren't going to be able to show up and show out to these college recruiters and that could affect their scholarships, you know, mm-hmm. as to, you know, and as to what colleges they're able to uh, get into, you know, and I, colleges, you know, technically colleges now because of what's going on should change it to where, I mean, they have uh, training days, they have recruitment days, they should do something like that. So these kids have some outlet for them to go to show what they can do, you know, run plays, do this, do that, and kind of give an idea instead of having recruiters go to the high school now, you know, change it. So this will give them opportunities to get the scholarships, like you're saying, and to, yeah. to prove what they can do, you know, yeah, just maybe, tryout maybe, days. Maybe have like a pro day for these high school kids. Exactly. You know, you know, you know. like give them the opportunity. To, you know, now it's hard because you yeah. can't. You know, or, uh, you know, or how, you know, 
you know, or have a combine or something like that, like they do in the NFL, you know, for, you know, uh, for these uh, college athletes, something, you know, something like that to give them a chance to show scouts something. And the scouts can social distance, just bring the kids Mm -hmm. in there, you know, and uh, have like a combine or have a pro day or something like that, just to run drills or something like that to give these kids an opportunity. You know that that may be a really good idea, Jeff. You know, yeah. just to go, just to go, and so, rather than having nothing, at least you know, is something you know that you can kind of have, and it can be over the course of a couple of days too. It doesn't have to necessarily be just one day. You can, uh, you know, you can do a, you know, this over maybe a couple of days to kind of reduce the uh, chances of one of the kids coming down with uh COVID-19 that that might work that's a pretty good idea Jeff at least it gives them something you know exactly you know, you know they can have uh, a couple of weeks of tryouts for different yeah. people you know sign up say I need to try out because obviously you can't come out to my games because we have none I want to yep. show you what I can do there you, you know? go and so as we uh wrap up the show Mike I'm going to go to you for our NASCAR update of the week what do we got going on how was last week what do we got coming up Last week was pretty pedestrian at Loudoun. This weekend, we've got us a double header at Michigan. Manufactured bragging rights are on the line. Saturday, we have 500 kilometers at Michigan, 156 laps, 312 miles. And I'm going to pick a Chevy driver for this first one. I'm going to pick Chase Elliott. Now that he's got no Kyle Larson to deal with, I think Chase will finally get his Michigan win. Sunday, another 500-kilometer race at Michigan. And I think Chevy will get the sweep, but this time with Alex Bowman. Really? Why are you picking him? Alex Bowman has shown promise on the intermediate tracks, mile-and-a-half, two-mile tracks. I think he'll do well at Michigan. Okay, good. So we've got Mike's prediction of the week. We got his NASCAR update. So I will throw this out there. Anything that we didn't cover, guys? Any final words? Anything like that? No. All right. So so it looks like we covered everything. We want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. Again, reminder to like, follow, and share on our social media accounts. You never know who's going to show up on the Sports Skillet Show. I want to thank Jeff and Joe and Mike for being great this week, as they always are. Again, hit the subscribe button here on YouTube so you don't miss out on any of our great content. Uh, Head over to sportskillerradio.com. You can see great content from Joe and Mike up there. And uh, you can get all the latest sports news, show updates. Download our app so you can catch Sportskiller wherever you may be. Thanks, everyone. We want to encourage you to stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe um, amid this COVID-19 virus. Enjoy the sports weekend, and we will see you right back here again next Friday on the Sports Skiller live stream. Have a great week. What's on the menu at Sports Skilly? Local and national sports talk that's always fresh in season and FDA approved. If it's hot, you'll find it cooking Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. on 920 a.m.